Hey, this is In My Humble Opinion with Chaz Douglas. I got a special guest. I got Sydney Jones on today. Hey, thanks, hey. Thanks, Sydney, for coming on. So, um, Sydney has a single organization, a singles organization, individuals that are serious about being, about getting married. And so, I'm going to turn it over to you. So, what what's the name of the organization? Um, and like, what's, what's your why behind it? Mm, okay. Yep. So like you said, I'm Sydney Jones. I'm the founder of Fine and Favored, which is a community of men and women who are ready to be intentional about preparing for a kingdom emphasis on kingdom marriage. Now you may ask for gotcha. kingdom marriage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to cool. me, I understand this to be a marriage that is rooted in Christ. The foundation is Christ. The Bible is the foundation and everything is rooted from there. Awesome. Awesome. So, so like, when did you start this? And then like, what, what, what prompted you to begin? Say the name of the organization again. You said, it's fine and favored. Fine and favored. Okay. Fine and favor. Okay. Like what prompted you to, to begin an organization like this? So a lot of it really just stemmed from my personal journey with Christ. Um, I've been relying and believing heavily that God is a God that will fulfill all of his promises for you. And that includes the desires that we have. Right. So being married has always been a desire of mine. Um, and once I brought that back to, well, once he brought it back to my attention, I should say, is where the pruning process started to begin, where he started to reveal to me areas of my life where I needed to improve to become this wife prior to even meeting this kingdom spouse or ordained spouse that he has for me or stepping into the role of wifehood in the natural so just going along that journey really for me just prompted the want to be in community with people who are like-minded in that area um to go out with to build relationship with and even have conversations with like when I had convert or questions about things that I was going through um, challenges that I was having. I wish I had a community of people to bounce these things off of. So that's where finding favorites stem from is just being the one to initiate creating these spaces where like-minded individuals can do all these things, have fun together in the process, but also do that inner work as we're preparing to be married. That's good. One mm-hmm. thing that you, that you, that stood out, what you just said was, I think, and, and I was talking with my cousin a couple of days ago. She's been married for 19 years. And mm-hmm. one of the things she, she said was it's important to like know who you are and kind of prepare for that. Because I like to, I think a lot of times people don't, they, they don't really think about what they need to do before they get married. They just kind of want to get married or want to get right. in a relationship and they don't, they don't, um, you know, think about some of the things that they, they need to do. Um, what I was, what I'm, I'm curious about, like, I know this is, you know, you say, you you know, well, actually the kingdom man is going to be looking for you because, you know, he who finds a wife finds Mm -hmm. something good. So (laughs) let me ask you this. So, you know, it's, we got these different lists out and everything like that. Not saying that we're going to be going over those lists, but if a, uh, a man of God, uh, you know, how would you want him to approach you? And then let me ask you this, because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of women are saying, and I know we got to be different, but, you know, you're going to have your standards. How mm-hmm. would you want a man, uh, a man of God to approach you? And what's, what's that first date or what's that first outing going to look like? Because I know a lot of women have been talking about, like, they don't want to go to certain places, which... Mm-hmm. Which I understand, like if you're, if you have, you know, being, if, if a woman has a certain standard, I understand, like, I I think it depends on their intention 
and their mm-hmm. heart. You know, like if you if you're professional and and you you know you're serious, like what it sounds like, Sydney, you're serious about being being married. Mm-hmm. Is it? Do you have a a preference on where you would go? And That's how so and how, how that you brought this up because I went on a whole rant the other day because I was so upset when I saw that post. I have to be honest. Um, yes, there was a level of understanding, but like you said, it really does reveal a person's heart, right? And to reveal where their head's at, where their focus is at, and it just seemed like it was all in the wrong place. Focusing on monetary things or just like not focused on getting to know the other person. To me, it really doesn't mm. matter where we are, <laughs> where we yeah. go. If we sit in the car and have a conversation, it does not matter to me. What matters to me is observing where your heart is. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with where we go, how much money you spend, no, or anything like that. That's good. But because I, yeah, and my thing is, I don't I don't have an issue if a woman says, you know, because I, I had a a young lady on uh and you you know her because Lindsay Lindsay was on a couple days ago. We talked and her thing was like, Hey, I don't like this place. I understand, like if you don't like a place, then you just don't like a place. So but I think that's different than it's like, okay, I'm too good to go to chilies or go to Fridays mm-hmm. or something like I think those are two different things. Um so like how, how would you want a, a a man of God to like how would they approach you? Like what what would be hmm. something that Sydney would say, okay, I I I would want to go out with this person because this man because this is the way he spoke to me or he approached me when we were, you know, when he asked me out. Interesting. Um, a big part for me is noticing something about me that is separate from my physical appearance. That's good. Um, I think that is what really sparks my attention. Like, yes, I appreciate compliments, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time, they're going in one ear out the other. (laughs) You know, it's not Mm -hmm. really something I haven't heard before. You know. But to really get my attention, I feel like when you notice something about me that you wouldn't have known or you, what am I trying to say? Um, this outside yeah, of the outside yeah, of the of physical. How I look. You yeah, know? yeah. Whether it be you notice that I'm passionate about something or you notice that we're, we have a common interest, mm-hmm. something like that, I think really grabs my attention um but i don't know i'm struggling over here because i I don't get approached a lot but i think that for sure is what grabs my attention or what would grab my attention okay no that's 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 (laughs) that's good i mean because you know that's something that like you said the physical or the your appearance like that anybody can can give you a compliment or can they know that, but it's, you know, outside of the physical is good. So mm-hmm. I know that you, you, you talked about how you, you know, reflected God brought, you know, back certain things um, to your memory. You know, when you talk about kingdom marriages and everything, mm-hmm. what would you say in your relationships that you feel like some qualities that you did well, and that you, that you feel like you will bring into this kingdom relationship that you were getting, you, that you would be in. Like what, what some, what are some things you think you did well in your relationship when you reflect on your past relationships? Hmm. I think, and it's so interesting. This is also a part of the <clears throat> backstory with finding favored is just the process. I would say, okay, my last relationship was about a year ago. And prior to that is where the pruning process started, where God started to reveal different areas or characteristic traits that needed to change to become this woman he intended me to be. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, um, I think 
him placing this relationship in front of me was an opportunity for me to put these things into practice oh, or a test, yeah, that's you say, mm-hmm. which was so interesting. I'm like, okay, God, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. And I think walking out of it, what I definitely did well was applying the things I learned as far as healthy communication. Mm-hmm, that's good. Uh, yeah. I think that is one for sure. And then also being in that relationship from the viewpoint of love, mm-hmm. like true love, sacrificial love, putting your feelings aside and looking past the the front end of people's actions you know and I say that because sometimes you'll interact with people or an experience something about someone but there's deeper rooted things underneath that action and that's one thing I really walked away learning and being able to apply because having that mindset helps you with longevity with any relationship really because you're approach, approaching it with the mindset of, I really want to understand this person instead of just taking it for what it is and walking away. So I would say those two things were definitely um, success points. I could say I, t- I could take away from my last relationship. Um, but yeah, that's, no, really that's, that's good. Feeling and experiencing what it's like to love mm-hmm. by God's definition. Do you do you think? Because I I know you're you're a little bit younger. Do you think? And I I don't know. Like, and you can you can go you know explain that, or you can go into detail as far as. Do you think, uh, men, your age, understand the the love that they need to have towards their wife as far as you know loving their wives as themselves, like how Jesus loved the church. Do you? Do you think some men realize that or like can really apply that at their age? Like, cause I know you're in your, you, you gotta be in your twenties or something. Don't I mean? I am. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so do you, do you feel like, cause I, you know, I don't know if you date older guys or do you think some of the men know about loving their wives or, or being potential, you know, having the potential or or understanding what that really means when mm-hmm. you talk about love. I 1000% believe that age has nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, it really, it's all about your posture and your reverence to God, like where you are in your spiritual walk for sure. And how much you've given God control how much you're letting him lead you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really big on not honing in on age or the number at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience or like out of the people I know, um, by the grace of God, like this last year, I've definitely met, met and made a lot of friends, made connections with people who I can say definitely understand that at a really young age, which is incredible. I think something amazing is really happening in the kingdom right now where God is calling younger people to understand him sooner uh, Mm -hmm. rather than later, which is beautiful to see and experience every day. Like I'm meeting more and more people. Um, I think the kingdom is youthful and that is really exciting. Um, But to answer your question, I don't think age has anything to do with it now. Yeah, because you know it's probably about maturity. Where mm-hmm. you know you have Absolutely. some 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 uh, people are you can say they're older, but then they might have you know they're immature and they don't mm-hmm. you know. And then you have some younger people that are mature and they can do it. So um, yeah, and no, that's, that's also a big reason why I'm excited about finding favor too. Because there are some people like there's a wide spectrum of people this community is for. It could be for people who, yes, they grew up with a marriage in front of them and they were able to take notes, you know, or Mm -hmm. learn and see firsthand what a marriage is or isn't supposed to look like. Or you didn't have that opportunity at all. Right. So you're 
working from scratch at this point. Like, you don't really have a tangible example. You never know or seen what it looks like for someone to love another person from Christ within a union or last long as far as a marriage goes. So I'm super excited to just make a space where it's comfortable for everyone, wherever you are on that spectrum, but also take into account, like, we can't let human relationships be our standard. Mm-hmm. It has to be what God teaches about love. Yeah. And I believe that our, there's so many parallels between where you are in your relationship with Christ and that will pour straight into any earthly relationships that you have. And that's why your focus should be always God first. That's good. Everyone else that's later. Good. That's no, that's real. That's a good point. It made me think about, I was reading this like dating devotional. It was like, I think it was during the pandemic because you know, we, we were shut down. We I had a lot, a lot of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. And one of the thing, one of the devotionals, it said, I want someone that loves God before they love me. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I, you know, it because similar to, you know, aligned with what you're saying, if they love God, they're going to love, you know, if they have that love, they're going to love me. So mm-hmm. that's really good. What would you say you learn from any past relationships? Like, you know, you, it might have not worked out and you learn from some of the mistakes that you made or maybe even learn from the guy that you were with or what would you say some of those lessons were first one that came to mind is that I think I found peace in knowing that the success is the fact that everything happens for a reason and every relationship or connection that you have has a purpose and it's a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. It shows you where you can improve or where you thought you improved. Like I said, like before I went through that pruning process, but like God pre- presented me that opportunity to actually put to test everything that I had learned prior to. So I would say, I definitely learned not to attach yourself to anything or anyone before you get an absolute yes from God, Mm, you know, because we can't place these expectations or like paint the picture for ourselves of what we think a situation is going to look like before you even hear God spill on it, you Mm. know? (laughs) So I'm like, there's this level of, that's why you have to be so solid in God. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Because you just have to have this level of being okay with things changing Mm -hmm. and having, letting him have complete control. No, that's good. Yeah. With, with that statement, are you saying, are you saying with that people shouldn't like, if, if, if I'm dating a woman that, if I don't know that this is where God wants me, I shouldn't be having, I shouldn't have like wife expectations for her. You know how like sometimes, you know, a a couple a date, but they're kind of playing like their Mm -hmm. husband and wife. And is, that's not really the case. Is is that what you're like leading? That's what you're saying with, with attaching that attaching yourself with a person. Before God says that? Hmm. Yes. Yes. But uh, another thought that came to mind is we have to realize that both a husband and wife should be a husband and a wife prior to the actual paper being signed. Like, I'm not big on the paper being signed. I'm all about believing that spouses are ordained for each other mm-hmm. and you'll know, you'll know, like there's going to be confirmation coming from different directions. But prior to that, I really think it's important for people to mature in a way 
that they carry themselves as a husband or carry themselves as a wife before they're even one or the other. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, knowing that you're going to be a wife, what, what would you say? Your how how are you preparing yourself, or how how does what that what does that look like for you? Setting my life up as if my husband is already a part of it. Like one analogy that I always live by or try to live by is be, do, have. So this mentality is focusing on or noting the thing that you want to have, but working backwards. You have to look at who you're being for that thing to even manifest into your life or for you to even receive the thing that you wish that you had. You have to become it first. So just as I wish for my husband to be God-fearing, as I wish for him to be healthy, as I wish for him to be kind to other people, I have to become that to receive it. If the environment is not already set up for him to be a part of it, then he's not coming, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've had that mentality of just can you myself. You said, can you repeat that? You said be, do, have? Is that yes. what you said? Okay. Mm-hmm. So be like, be, and be who you want to want to be and then do what you want to do and then you have it? Is that what you're saying? Yep. So you got gotcha. you. That's cool. I never heard yeah. of that before. You have to become so you think about what you want to have, mm-hmm. right? Then you have to work backwards. Okay. What actions do I have to take for this thing to become true? And who, do, what person do I have to be for these actions to align with who I am? Mm. Okay. I yeah. like that. I never, I never, that's something that I, I probably could implement. I never heard of that before, but I mean, it makes sense though. Like you want to make sure that you are who you're, mm-hmm. you know, who you want to attract, you know? And I, I love this story. Um, we were actually a part of the the singles small group yeah, yeah. at church. And I love that Ryan, he told the story of before, He was just in this place with God when he was like, okay, he knew he was at a point where he needed to be married, right? And then he started to literally make room for her in his home, Mm, not even knowing who she was, where she was coming from, or when she was coming. Mm -hmm. He had so much faith that God was going to answer that prayer that he started to make room for her. He would set a place setting up on the other side of the table at yeah. dinner, as if he was having dinner with his wife. Yeah. Remember, not even yeah. knowing who, to, like, that's what I mean. I think that is a perfect representation of be, do, have, because if, if he's not being like him doing that, set him up to be a man that was selfless, right? He's yeah. already putting himself in a place of servitude to mm-hmm. this woman. He's doing these things, like literally setting up these, these plates at dinner he's literally making room in the bedroom for her you know and then he had her that's god literally delivered her to him after he did those prior two steps and that's exactly what finding favor is all about is a community of people that can help each other we're holding each other accountable and doing the work to make sure that we're becoming that husband, that we're becoming mm-hmm. that wife before that person is even revealed to us. No, that's good. I got a, yeah. I got two two things. So one, mm-hmm. have you seen their interview on Dear Future Wifey podcast? Yes, that was good, wasn't it? It was so good. It was like it was long, but it didn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. It was it was it really had good. You intrigued. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and you could you could tell God was with you know I'm gonna have to have him on here now that he, I talked to him too I'm gonna have to have them on here now that we you know you brought that up but the the interview that 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 uh podcast was really good and um it's, it's been a while since I seen it so I have to revisit it um same I have to watch it but it was I, I I know that based on what you know and I and I you know I know you talked to him too. I talked to both of them 
it was probably when was it was probably the not that session. It was probably the session that they did after that, and I you could tell that God was in that, mm-hmm. you know, because he he just nobody had to force anything. It was just it just was organic and natural natural how things went. Mm-hmm. What what would you say like with the with the fine and favor? What what does that look like? What would, what would you see like? If you if you had the perfect outing or the perfect setting for finding favor, what would that what would what would that look like with a group of you know, and I'm not gonna say young just young, but because it could be you know a different you know like you said it's different ages. Mm-hmm. What would that room look like? How would you know like what would be like your ideal vision for? A outing or a setting for that for that organization or that group of that community of people. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, I with finding favorite the two words. Not only did they describe me, but I also wanted to break the myth that believers don't look good and they don't have fun. Right. So I want to create environments where we're having fun. We're trying new things together. We're exploring. We're traveling um, as far as the meetups go. But my vision for 2024 each month will be focusing on a different topic that will help us improve and mature in different areas of our lives um, where There will be a newsletter that goes out every month to our members. There will be a meetup that's in person because I'm tired of online. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's so much power in meeting people in person and creating connections in person. So I'm really big on bringing that back. Um, And then we will also have coaching sessions where we'll be bringing on experts, coaches, Mm. therapists that are really going to help us do this inner work and move towards our goal um so to answer your question when we're in person I really see us having fun building really really strong long-lasting connections um doing something new together exploring whether it be like a cooking class or indoor skydiving we're gonna have some fun fun. but when it comes to on the serious side of things um I just really picture God being the center of it, Mm -hmm. you know, us praying together, us holding each other accountable, crying, being vulnerable, sharing experiences, um, struggles, asking questions, a really comfortable environment to just be ourselves. Because that's the goal. Like, that's all God wants us to do as we become ourselves or as we accept who we are, who he put us on earth to be everything else will start to align. So I just really want to create those environments where people are able to be themselves and find their people. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Like I know that is, it it can, it can happen because we're, you know, we, we, we've been doing, um, I think with transition, a lot of people have been transparent. How would Mm -hmm. you, how do, how do you think, you can build that that culture or that environment where people will feel safe with sharing things that are personal and they they can be you know vulnerable with the group. I'm so glad you asked that because you're helping me right now. <laughs> and the answer to that is it really starts with me. Like if that's an environment I want to see, then I have to be it. So I think with me sharing my story and being transparent with the struggles I have um, and also presenting that constantly, I think that'll build the trust within the community and that safety net, like yeah. to create that safe space. It really starts with me. Yeah. That's what I was, th- I was thinking. Everything. I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> I wonder if she's going to wish, what, what is she going to say? Cause I was like, it's going to have to kind of start with you or whoever yeah. is leading it. So that mm-hmm. that's 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 awesome that you are open to doing that 
to you yeah. know to being able to be transparent and and vulnerable because you know that's not an easy thing. Yeah. Um. To to and do that. I will that. say, oh God, is bringing this to my remembrance. There's a moment I'll never forget. It was a revelation he gave me, and it was the fact that we are literally the living word. Like we are the word continued. It's not by mistake that we read stories in the Bible and we can relate to them. Mm-hmm. There is not a coincidence. There are there are people we read about in the Bible that we can relate to. History repeats itself. Um, so that means we are the living word. So when we're being transparent, we are opening the door for someone else to have their break- breakthrough. Just as Paul wrote about his experience, just as we read about Job and John, mm-hmm. them yeah. being transparent and sharing what they went through, we're able to read, and that's how we're able to find freedom. No, so I think good. it's the exact parallel of us living our lives now. We have to have that mentality that is bigger than us. What mm-hmm. we go through is not because of us. It's bigger than us. And if we keep that to ourselves, it's selfish. So the more that transparent we are, the more that we share, the more unity we produce. And that's all that God ever wanted. Yeah, that's 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 good. Um, One of the things I was thinking about was, you know, when you talk about the different relationships that you've been in, what, what would you say are some suggestions or some ways that you, you know, dealt with parting of uh, a relationship or part in a way like because that's that can be like um it can it can be kind of it can make people afraid you know if i if i got a had a bad breakup and it can make it can make you afraid to go back out there so what would be like some ways that you can encourage people to you know, go back mm-hmm. out there and begin dating again or, or, or taking a step towards, you know, after a breakup. Mm-hmm. Honestly, focusing on self-love first. Good. Yeah. I think yeah. having that realization, understanding your worth, you'll know what to accept and what not to accept. And also what boundaries to set. And I've also learned that the boundaries you set aren't only to help you, but to help the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> from the jump. Like, don't show up as your representative. Um, and even if you can feel that the other person is showing up as a res- representative, Take that as a red flag. Like, Mm -hmm. if your goal is longevity, you want people who know themselves, even the good and the bad. Like, if they're not transparent about, you know, who they are, I think. And you have to be transparent about who you are Mm -hmm. first. I think that's number one for sure. Just focusing on, do you know yourself? Do you know what you want to accept, what you don't want to accept? Do you know that what you truly desire does exist and you don't have to settle. Mm. Um, A lot of people do that too. That's good. For sure. I mean, it's easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely easier said than done, but don't lose focus of the vision that you've always had. Like there's a post I made, and this is another thing with that's been a part of my preparing for marriage journey too, is just reassuring people that the vision that you see is not there by mistake. Mm. Like me personally, I'll here and there have visions of things I see myself doing with my future family mm-hmm. or what my kids will be doing or what my husband and I will be spending our free time doing these visions and like dreams that we have aren't there by mistake. Mm. And I think that kind of helps me direct my path to 
and making decisions on what to accept, what not to accept, because those things are there for a reason. And God's reminding you what he has for you. Like when he shows us things, it's not just to show us things. Mm -hmm. It's to guide us. So don't lose sight of the vision that you see for your future family, your future marriage, and let that be your foundation. That's good. That's good. Um, and one of the last thing I want I'm gonna ask is, uh, what would you say? Your, you know, what are you looking for in a in your kingdom husband? What what is that? What does that look like? It's so simple and straight to the point. And this is an answer I probably got about three weeks ago, and okay, that is, new. yeah, that's honestly, because you know. We can talk about this, this, that, and the other, but all I want is a man's heart to be surrendered to God. Okay. Because I feel like there's a spectrum, like there's some, some people have different definitions for love, right? They can say Mm -hmm. they love God, but I want your heart surrendered to him. How would you see that? How would you, I mean, I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to trip you up. I'm just kidding. I'm just we just having a conversation. How would how would what it actually look? Yeah, like. yeah. What does that look like to you? Um, I'm like having full trust in him, mm-hmm. going to him before making decisions. Um, like truly having him first. Like if God said no, like regardless of what you want, you just submit to that. Mm-hmm. And those are things I I observe is if you make the comment of like God told me to do this, but and then you do the opposite. Mm-hmm. I know your heart's not surrendered to God because if you know God spoke to you on X, Y, and Z, and you're not doing it, I know that's where your heart posture is. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's wrong. I just I observe where you are in your walk with Him, but I just desire the person. I want to be with to be at a point where they don't care about anything else. If God says to do X, Y, and Z, they're doing it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And they just, they're rooted in God's character and what God stands for, what it means, unity, justice, community. Um, If those aren't things that are attached to their vision for their lives, their vision for their family. Um, You can observe if a man is like (sighs) greedy. You can observe if a man is greedy or Mm -hmm. if they're doing things to serve their community, if they're doing things to serve people outside of them. These are all things that align with God or Christ's character, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, and that also reveals a person's po- heart posture as well, and where their selflessness meter is. <laughs> so yeah, I would say those are a few ways that I've learned to observe that in another person, and not just men, but just in general. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I I remember this year, yeah, me and me and Pastor P, you know, Pierre, we we mm-hmm. talk a lot. And I remember I have it is it has nothing to do with marriage, but it is aligned with what you're talking about being you know surrendering and and submitting to God. And one of the things, so I I had a list of things that I wanted that I wanted to happen, and I sent it to to him and some other of my some other uh, close friends to pray about. Mm-hmm. And so. He was like, and this, and I mean, it's simple, but it was like, I, I, I should have been doing this for, you know, for years. But he said, I'll pray. What I'm going to do, I'm not going to pray for this. I'm going to pray for God's perfect will. Hmm. And so mm-hmm. after that, that's when I started like, okay, I'm going to stop praying. You know, I'm going to give God my desires, but I'm going to also pray for God. God's perfect will because when you pray for that things that's gonna just fall in line mm-hmm. and whatever like I might have these list of things and it might be it might not be you know what what God's perfect will is and 
you know, our thoughts are not his thoughts. So I'm going to make sure I pray his perfect will. And I'm, and I'm, and I know he's going to lead me in that direction. Yeah. He's going to guide me in that direction. It's not going to be forced. It's going to be the best thing for me. And so yeah, that's um, the best way to not set yourself up yeah. for disappointment. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's I've like, also learned that's the best way to also stay in the fruits of the spirit as well. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're setting yourself up for disappointment, that opens the door for you to feel sad or you mm-hmm. to feel like life is life in or yeah. like life is the worst. Yeah. But God really just wants us to stay on that level of joy that's what believers are supposed to carry. So if we let go of the expectations of these things that we've said or like setting us ourselves up for disappointment, then we're not able to stay in this bliss that he intended for us to live in. Like he said he wanted heaven literally to be lived on earth. And that's what that means. Like he wants us to really enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So if we let control go, and we're not constantly setting these expectations and getting disappointed when it doesn't happen. Mm. We're able to stay in that heavenly place that he has given us access to. That's good. That's good. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and, and you sharing, sharing, finding favor with, with the listener and everything. Um, again, this is in my humble opinion with Chaz Douglas you can go on uh Chaz Douglas. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I actually have a question for you if you don't mind. Go ahead. Where is your mindset on believing that God has one ordained spouse for you? Like are you someone that believes that there's one specific person made and created for you or is it more so God gives us options and the ability to decide who that person is is that a trick question no <laughs> no nah, nah, that's a good question um i think that god gives us options um i i think i mean but because i look at it i'm looking at it in a couple different ways with this mm-hmm. is one i think it well you know what i'll say this I think it might be both because I think is, is God does have, I think he probably does have like the perfect person for you, which is, you know, your perfect will with his, his perfect will is. But then I think he, he gives us options because like when a person passes away, like it's other people that, you know, they got married to another person. So it might be a person at a particular time, because like I said, I know some people that, that they had, you know, like what, Ruth, not Ruth. Now, was it Ruth? Yeah. Ruth had, no, now me, Ruth had two, two husbands, Boaz. And then the, the, uh, her husband had died. So I think it's probably dependent on, you know, you, it depends on the season. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking of it is he gives us options because you do have people that they choose the wrong person too. You know, as far as like, you know, I don't know if you were in that group where a woman was telling, was saying that she married somebody outside of her religion. And it was like, I don't know if that was God's perfect will, even though that the, the, the man ended up, becoming saved but it was like long marriage because she was i'm not gonna say fighting but it was like you just indifferent you're unequally yoked for years mm-hmm. so i would say that's one that's a good question but, <laughs> it's one uh, i ask myself all the time <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to turn it back on you too but one i think is is it seemed like it could be both like it could be a person that that is the perfect person that you know the perfect person for you because I think about the story you know with with uh in um how in Genesis where the red yeah God created yeah. Eve and it was mm-hmm. like that was the perfect person you know the perfect woman helped meet for him. Mm-hmm. 
and he yeah. and, and then I think about that a lot because it's, you know as far as like when you when you think about you know do you choose your parent you know, your spouse or do you allow God to help you choose your spouse because Adam was asleep when God was created Ooh, that's a word yeah <gasps> yeah yeah and so that I, was I think go ahead I, what was your what's your position on that like that's a good question, City. That was yeah. that was. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. What was? I, what, yeah. I've what's your definitely position? Been in the mentality of like you said, you made reference to or reference to Genesis, the story. I I truly do believe that everybody has a ordained spouse, like okay. one person. I really do. Um, not to say that there aren't again people that you were supposed to connect with in different seasons but that's why we can't attach like oh this is my husband this Mm -hmm. is my wife to every person Mm -hmm. because god may just be having you interact with people just to prune you for this person that you're gonna Mm -hmm. meet down the line um and then when it comes to like widows or people who remarry i think again those are just situations that prune you um, even if you never meet the person, I'm still a believer that there's one person that God created you to unite with. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, well, not again, we didn't talk about this, but like, Go ahead. there's decisions that we can make that throws off the timeline. Mm-hmm. If we were more obedient sooner to his will then things probably would have worked out differently because one person wasn't obedient in one season and threw off the timeline and the other person might have met someone else thinking that that was their husband or wife, you know, married or just with for a while, which just delayed God's perfect will. I really think like, Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Mm-hmm. So it just throws off his will not to take away from it. Like God's will and promises are always going to still come to pass. But I yeah. think our decisions or lack of obedience just throws off the timeline. But to answer the question, I really do think that everybody has one specific. Just one. Okay, I, mean, I, I, I like that. I think that that's a good question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray about I'm gonna pray about that yeah. one. That's a that's good. Is yeah. it one? Like, hey, because I I thought about I, my word for it, but that's kind of just where my mind's been yeah. about it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean that that that's that's interesting. That's very yeah. interesting because it's like okay, you know, God had we we know he he created us to be married as far as and not not divorce mm-hmm. so if we you know is it if it you know is it a perfect part you know a perfect person for us? that's 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 a good question i think so i, I think that's do. something that you probably should you know ask and you're fine in favor see what the poll you know see what you know that that's a good icebreaker mm-hmm. that's i'm you know what I'm gonna have to steal that. I'm gonna steal that. That's gonna be one of my questions in my in my um in my podcast is asking, you know, especially the ones that are you know are are single. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think it's a a designated? That's a great question for yeah. married people too, yeah. though. You know. Yeah, no, that's good. But yeah, I do want to just shout out. Um, yeah, go ahead. The event that's coming up. So Fine and Favor will be relaunching on November 18th, which is in about two weeks uh, at Boss Blue in Detroit, Michigan. You can follow Fine and Favorite underscore on Instagram to stay informed. My personal Instagram is Sid, S-Y-D, period, Loreen, L-A-U-R-I-N-E, underscore. Um, Either of those places you can keep up to date with any events that are coming up for this event it's going to be a full presentation hosted by me where i'll be sharing what finding favor has to offer what it's all about 
and we're also doing a mocktail mixology portion of the event I'm super excited about to one just present that there's another option outside of alcoholic beverages Mm -hmm. that you can partake in when you're socializing um but just also fun interactive activity for people to get to know each other and break the ice um and we're also having a panel discussion with two singles and one married couple just talking about the importance of having God a part of our relationships and what difference that makes. So, yeah, I would love to see you guys there. Um, Chaz, it was a pleasure you having me on oh, today. Oh, yeah, this was I'm good. So I'm going I'm to put your, your information on, like, the, the, the um, where they can go. So, I, you know, I, if you text me the, the information, I'll put it, you know, as a link so they can follow and you know, be able to have the information. Perfect. Okay, this is in my humble opinion with Chaz Douglas. I was with Sydney Jones. This was good. Um, this was good. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, it was a good conversation. So yeah, you can um, go on to ChazDouglas dot com and, and look me up. Like I like I'm a, a author, and I I love to publish or help someone publish a book if they have a story. They want to tell, um, you know, go on chasdouglas.com and, and um, contact me again. Uh, city, thanks for your time today. It was, it was a good uh, having a conversation with you about your organization and, and the kingdom marriage. Perfect, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right.